um, we're going to step away from talking about um, R. Kelly, and now we're going to move into kind of a more uh, general and broad yet specific and useful conversation around like key um, words um, around the conversation um, of sexual harassment and consent and rape. So I guess, Simon, we'll start with you. In your own words, if someone asks you, what is sexual harassment? What would you say? Personally, I would say it's depending on the person, and I would want to emphasize this, it's a person's feeling, um, and that's why the definition really needs to come from the individual. Personally, I would say it's, so I would say it could be an example of touching or speech or vibe that makes somebody feel uncomfortable sexually, I would say. That would be sexual harassment. And just to give examples, it could be it could be intended or unintended, you know. But if I feel if somebody feels that it's invading into their space and we're talking on the sexual spectrum, male or female, it's really making them uncomfortable around somebody else. I would throw that into the basket of sexual harassment, you know. Well, um, that's that's interesting. And since we are right now just opening this this next part um, and defining terms for everyone to be on the same page, how would you define, differentiate, or bring together sexual harassment, consent, and rape? Yeah, I. That's why in the beginning I say it depends on the person because it brings in a very interesting topic about consent, mm -hmm. you know. Sometimes you do things around people and then you think, ah, oh, they're cool farm, they're, they're going to be okay with it, or I can do whatever I have to do, you know, and it's going to be okay. But um, it's really important to understand that um, as human beings we have, we have feelings, we have preferences, we have things that we like and things mm -hmm. we don't like, yeah. you know. Um, so I don't have to feel sorry to be like, oh, please, can you stop doing that? You know, yeah. I need to be like, okay, this shit makes me feel uncomfortable. Stop it. You know? And so it brings in a really important thing about now consent, which is, am I allowing you to do it? I'm saying, stop that. Stop it. You know, mm. you need to do things that, you know, people feel comfortable with, and you know, people like, you know? If they don't, then you stop it, you know. And as individuals, A, you need to be able to tell people what you like and don't like. Mm -hmm. uh, but B, you need to be able to listen to what people like and what don't like, you know. Yeah. So it's, it, I think it's going to be a very interesting discussion to see how bad can it go and mm -hmm. what can you do to, you know, make the environment interesting and fun as usual, but also safe and And I think actually another thing that... Um, you're kind of kind of bringing up um, but not necessarily naming is the importance of something that Arika teaches emotional intelligence yeah. because I think uh, one of the biggest issues is that there's this expectation that people verbalize that they're not okay with something mm -hmm. and that there's just this big gesture of hell no for someone to get it, yeah. but then people might not always feel safe to do that. People might not always feel, it's not even beyond safety. It can just be awkward to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And there are all these verbal, there are all these nonverbal cues that um, a man or a woman can give yeah. to the other person that I am not, like I'm not feeling you right now. You touch me and I keep doing, I keep 
shrugging you off yeah. that is like communication as well communication is not only verbal yeah. but whether or not that person cares and also whether or not that person has like uh, emotional intelligence to read people's energy and mm. to be able to be intuitive um, I think is very very important um, yeah. and in just conversation I think just yeah. to add on to that it's not up to just w- the two people in the room if yeah. you're the third person in the room, it's also important for you to understand yeah. this kind of communication because depending on the power play that is happening mm-hmm. there, yeah. what a different kind of communication could be passed. And yeah, it's yeah. important for you to understand, okay, okay, I'm, I'm sensing something happening and be like, okay, read whatever is happening. One word that you brought up that I don't think we've, we've talked about, but it's so essential to the conversation Um, around sexual harassment yeah and consent is power and the power dynamics and it's a cause but it's also the reason why as to why a lot of us respond the way that we respond especially victims when you're in these situations yeah yeah i think i think also um it's interesting and i'd like to add another layer when we talk about reading body language and how sometimes people don't verbalize things sometimes when you are in a power struggle situation and you're being sexually harassed you kind of do have to verbalize no matter how awkward it is because sometimes someone sexually harasses you and likes that you are uncomfortable Mm. do you know what i mean that Mm. discomfort doesn't tell him hey stop that discomfort tells him i'll continue yeah yeah, I have Stop her. it, I like it. You don't stop exactly. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird, but yeah. you know, um, people, I mean, power is a drug. It and is. so someone, there are people who are addicted to that. They like that and in offices and, and, and in schools with professors. We all have a, a story close to us, not just maybe ourselves, but people that we know mm. who have gone through this where it's like a professor, especially in Dar, it's kind of crazy yeah. how much professors... Um, are predators yeah. and young girls and they like that you're uncomfortable they like making you scared you know because that adds on to the fact that in your head you don't have a choice yeah. so you kind of have to give in so sometimes simply saying i don't like this yeah. sort of breaks that it with them though they may make your life more miserable yeah. but in that moment it's just such a take back like what what, like they didn't expect because you are a victim, yeah. you're a prey, so you should keep squirming and they secretly are enjoying it, yeah. you know? And so that just gives someone a double back and yeah. they like go check themselves. Yeah, I, I think just like when we, when we talk about power, power struggles and sexual harassment, I think, yeah. or even just culturally, I think it is important for Tanzanian women because we are raised a certain way. I mean, on mm-hmm. top of the collectivist society in Uyama, mm-hmm. just as women, we are just raised to be these complacent creatures that just love everybody and, like, have your head down and, you know, just whenever a man is around, be like, yes, baba. No. But even, Sometimes, even, it's, even, even it's, yeah. it's, it's women globally. It's, yeah, it's women globally. And just being the guy in the room, I would say even men, you know, because... As a guy, sexual harassment is not something we relate to. Mm-hmm. And I, I, would, I think I would just push that to the way we raised. You know, a guy cannot be sexually harassed, you know. Yeah. And so it's things like that that you I can't even mention that. If I mention that, I'm like, oh, mm. something is wrong, you know. 
But I like the point you've mentioned about communication and voicing something out. Mm -hmm. Do you think sometimes it's how you verbalize something, how you say, I'm not comfortable? Definitely. Yes. Definitely. I mean, there, I mean, language is not words, you know. Yeah. Like, there's many things. It's tonality. Um, there's your facial expression. Mm. Um, even on the phone, someone can read your emotion. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Without seeing your face. So, yeah. obviously, if you're like, I don't like it. <laughs> and I don't like it. Yeah. It's two different things. And even if that person doesn't take you seriously, at least for a split second, they will, they like, will oh, double shit. back and okay. be like, mm, Some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah something something's wrong. wrong here. Yeah. Even if they don't see that they're doing something wrong, but still the the fact that there's something wrong going yeah. on registers. Usually yeah. usually in the trainings we usually give sort of like a it's not a full recipe but just how to verbalize something is like okay call out the person and uh, say hey so and so person ex Simon, you know, you're sexually harassed. This you're doing a b c d you're touching me here, and I consider that sexual harassment. It's mm -hmm. making me uncomfortable. But then usually the second thing is just to call out the action. Like if they're doing some, because you know sometimes like yeah. you, in the in the in the beginning you talked about just being stop like rubbing stop rubbing my leg. Mm. Exactly, you know. Yeah. Just stop <laughs> rubbing my leg. So embarrassing. You know? yeah. <laughs> like imagine if if I was a guy, mm. I'll be honest. If I was a guy and I was just like putting your arm around me, and mm. you just shouted, "Hey Simon, put, take your hand around me." Mm. It's I, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Mm. That would, first of all, you've called out my name, just like, oh shit, everybody knows, you know? But then, second, it's just like, okay, you're saying what I'm doing is wrong, you know? Mm. So, if next time I'm going to do it, mm. I'm going to think twice. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah. And I mean, I was just remembering actually an incident because now that we're talking about how to be assertive and firm with words and when you actually speak up, but even in the actions, there mm -hmm. is a way to be assertive, right? Mm -hmm. And by like, okay, just shrugging uh, or even just giving a look if you can't actually verbalize. Mm -hmm. I think there's, a, there's an assertive way to have, like to communicate in just body language. Yeah. So for instance, there was a time um, where every time we went out clubbing, um, mm, yes, this mm, is, this mm. is <laughs> I feel like sexual harassment <laughs> 101. <laughs> Um, and obviously when the club gets packed, you know, people get groped. And yeah. it's funny because I feel like that's stuff we watched in movies. And when I first went to college, it, it was really shocking to me. But somehow this was being talked about very lightly. Yeah. Like, I just hate it when guys <laughs> grab my ass. Huh? It, you know what I mean? Like, it was like... Mm, Okay, I, I, I get that you hate it, but the way you're saying it, yeah. I'm not saying you're inviting it, but I mean, it's not even convincing me that you hate it. Yeah. And then it still keeps happening. Yeah. And then it's funny because it's like the one time it'll happen, and I don't know if this is like a, the one time it, it, it happens to me or something, it's like the eye, and then people be like, oh, you always have a death stare <laughs> in certain situations. And it's like, because it's death. Yeah. Why are you touching me? Yeah. Do you know me? But yeah. then there's so many um, people, not just girls, guys, whoever, who'll just be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I guess this is also like a good moment to then segue into like um, another word that we need to talk about, which is what is rape culture? Mm -hmm. Because I think that it's also 
and I don't know your friends, but I can speak in terms of my own like incidences of like sexual assault or being groped in clubs when I was younger, especially. And my friends, it's this, like you're having that internal battle between like, I know I'm uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but like that conditioning and socialization that mm -hmm. we talked about as a woman, where you're supposed to keep things like at peace level and nice, mm -hmm. and you're supposed to always be cute yeah. and friendly so you're like yeah, I don't like that like but yeah. you're like I don't like that but you're like I don't like that mm -hmm. and like it comes with it doesn't necessarily come with age because maturity doesn't come with age but I think it comes with like being more okay with not being liked yeah or not being seen as like a nice person or like a nice girl mm -hmm. um that you're now be at least in my sense, like, I've become more assertive the more I'm like, I don't give a fuck about how you feel about me mm -hmm. uh, because this makes me uncomfortable and that's all that matters. Um, but yeah, like, maybe we can now, like, talk about, I think it's another term that's really been thrown around. We've actually illustrated it very well, especially in the analogy that you gave. Um, but yeah, what is rape culture? when people talk about it online. Yeah, and what is rape culture? What is rape culture? Very interesting question. Okay, before we dive into rape culture, <laughs> yeah, let me segue into rape culture <laughs> by tying in what we just spoke about. Yeah. So finally, after you said it was actually a good book, I'm listening to the audio book of uh, We're Gonna Need More Wine by Gabrielle Union. I've been listening to it. It's entertaining, especially when you're like hearing her own voice. I mean, some parts are really sad, but still. Yeah. Um, so when she was describing her own rape incident, um, so for those who don't know, she was raped uh, at work or she was working at a Payless store or something and some guy just walked in to rob the store and then ended up raping her. And even though there was, again, bystander, like the whole situation that we've been discussing, mm. there was another girl that was working in the store. The guy yeah. made them both undress and put them in a bathroom and then told her to come out and then um, proceeded to rape her while the other girl was in the was still in the bathroom but the door wasn't even locked or something yeah. and she kept screaming to her at some point where she grabbed the gun and kept screaming to the other girl to come out and the girl never came out until this guy left um, but uh, leading to these uh, these moments, and I'm not saying in any way, disclaimer, that she was raped because she didn't speak up. Mm -hmm. No, that is not what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying what I have grasped from how she described the whole event. Because from the moment this guy came in, apparently her instinct went off. Um, because like he, he, the way he like carried himself and the way he was talking to her, she knew something was wrong. And something kept telling her run yeah. but then literally she just said the exact same thing that Imanu just said which was being raised this you know black girl and being told to always be nice and not wanting to feed into the stereotype of all black guys are dangerous yeah. she kind of went along with it mm -hmm. um then she then he pulled out the gun and tried to get like money out of the whatever the cashier yeah. which w that's where the other girl was but the whole time, the other girl kept voicing, you know, this is fucked up, like, you're crazy, blah, 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 to this guy who, where she was being held at gunpoint. Yeah. Um, up until he was leading them, to you know, back door, I mean, to the whatever, back room, um, this girl still kept complaining and shouting and being like, you know, you're an asshole, blah, blah, all this yeah. stuff. And she was completely quiet. And 
mostly because she was terrified and wasn't registering what was happening. And when he told them to get undressed, the other girl was like, no way, I'm not doing that. Made a scene until he was like aggressive about it. And then she got undressed and then told him to get in the little bathroom. Still, it was the other girl who kept complaining. She didn't say anything. And again, I'm not saying she got raped or he chose her because she didn't say anything. But from how she was narrating it, she was saying it in a way where she is angry at herself for not having defended herself at all or said yeah. anything at all yeah. through all these moments because in her in the bottom of her stomach she knew something horrible is about to happen she yeah. knew this was wrong she knew that you know i mean come on it's yeah. a stranger at gunpoint obviously i mean what's the worst that's gonna happen he's gonna kill you yeah. most likely he's gonna kill you anyway exactly. so it's like why was i not speaking up for myself why was i not saying no i'm not getting undressed and and he said come out and i still came out because in my head and that's how she describes it in her head she was still hoping that i don't know he was gonna make her do something else or something when you're like butt naked um so up until he was rape he was raping her she was still um not processing really that situation and i think that's so important that we that we bring up as we go into rape culture because Mm -hmm. while we cannot say that there are specific reasons for why people get raped like oh i didn't speak up or i wore certain things or blah 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 that's not why rape happens yeah Mm -hmm. but if we're talking about rape culture in general which is different from rape itself the whole situation i feel like the things that came up in this scene are really really important to discuss yes and you've touched on it so much in being upstanding and, and really speaking up and saying what you think is wrong. Yeah. So I don't know if that would save people, but... I just Googled rap culture. Mm-hmm. And the story you just gave is just perfect introduction <laughs> to this whole thing. Because there is no way it's talking about individual. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. So culture, yeah. Google says rap culture is a sociological concept for a setting in which rap is pervasive Mm -hmm. and normalized due to societal attitudes about gender Mm. and sexuality. Mm -hmm. So it's it's what we as a community, as a society, do to normalize rape. Yes. And, yeah. Yes, abuse, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and I mean, going further, it's it's this is what, like there is the pre-rape, there is the rape incident, and there is the post-rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for instance, that, that's the first thing she was asked by even the police woman that was coming in, also because she was in an all-white town and one of the two black girls. Mm. And I was like, "What were you wearing?" And she's like, yeah. "Found naked." And this is someone who's wearing a uniform, working at a Payless store. Yeah. yeah. Who's a teenager. And that's something that you would ask as if that contributes to the to why she was raped. There were two girls naked. Yeah. This guy had them both stripped. Yeah. I mean, I was wearing my skin. That you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like, and and I I think that's also where colorism comes in yeah. mm-hmm. as well. That even maybe when we're discussing R. Kelly, the fact that this was black girls yeah. and not white girls or white yeah. women or black boys. It was black girls. Mm. <laughs> and like, I think, yeah, with black people, we're aged. We're, like, young. Like, black children are treated like black adults. You know, mm-hmm. we're yeah. aged. We're, our innocence is robbed from us in other people's eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we are not victims in the same way as, like, our white counterparts or mm-hmm. other races. And that's such an important point that you brought up, actually, because... So, 
she, after giving birth with a surrogate, she was interviewed on Oprah's Super Soul podcast. And they spoke about, I thought that was so touching, that black women um, spend so much time raising other people's children. Yep. But it's so, I mean, and I'm not saying African, black culture specifically. But so we I don't know, took off. I, I guess In so. the majority. <laughs> yeah, in the majority, I guess. Mm-hmm. That black women don't nurture uh, black children in the way that they nurture society. Yeah. You know, we play such a crucial role in society, but with our own kids, it's like, you got this. You're yeah. supposed to be tough because yeah. life's going to be tough. Like, don't bring me baby tears. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not here for this bullshit. Yeah. Whereas with society, it's like, oh, we'll do, we'll do everything to bring up, you yeah. know, um, the norms and the blah, blah. And, yeah. and so that's so interesting because I think then that translates to how the world sees us. Yeah. That, you know, they're these tough ass kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it's interesting that you, we're talking about this because you find like sometimes, for example, here in Tanzania, you know, you, there are families where the uncle is definitely sexual harassing mm. the girl in yeah. your family and you don't want your children to look so weak, weak mm. you know, and so there's that culture. There are stories I've had where parents are like, you know what, just, yes, let's forgive him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's my brother or he's, and, Man, you know, he's moving on. You I know? Yeah. And everybody. So, and so you, you, you look at issues like that where even in locally things are happening the way either you're the, f- the brother or the sister of that girl or of that boy who's being sexually harassed, who's being abused, or you're the parent, you know, yeah. and you're sacrificing to like nurture this boy and uh, uh, handle the issue the way it is and saying okay no 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 let's he's he's yeah. he's my brother he's this and mm. it, it yeah. calls to a bigger eye and magnifying glass on the culture and what yeah. we're unconsciously mm-hmm. putting things into being you know yeah yeah and like yeah. i think also like how we perceive gender is so important as well and specifically like the narrative around womanhood mm. and we can talk about like african culture where I mean, historically, we were not Christians or Muslims, but now we are. And how we interpret those kind of religious testaments and how, you know, we got Eve who ate the fucking apple. And so all (laughs) women are like, you know, seductresses, even if you're five years old. Like there is like I it's disgusting how like we have a word in Swahili saying I'm in Tamanisha, meaning like you like. You, you made, made him like appetized and desire for you, yeah. and it cannot. It, and it's sometimes they explain it in a way where it's not like the child did anything. It's just like the woman's physique, mm. and That's like you the are. fact that you know the fact that like men and there's this also like we we explain away how like men's sexual urges are like they're animals and they can't control it. Like mm. they can't say no. Like so, if they see a naked five year old, they have to rape her because. Their, like their sexual urges overwhelm them, you know. Like yeah. there's all these like colloquial ways that we talk about. We explain rape away based on gender, and that is based on culture. That I think definitely contribute into like rape culture because if that five year old is raped and mom and dad are like still cool with the person that raped them, um, even at least superficially that child will continue to experience abuse and think that this is life, right? Um, And raise kids and maybe feel the same way that, you know, 
mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm like generalizing, but maybe not them abuse, but when abuse happens to their children, be like, yeah, this sucks, but yo, this is life. Yeah, and I guess I just know. for the sake of the listener, you could be either of the three people. You could either be the victim. You could be the perpetrator. You could be even the third person in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's important to realize one who you were, and it's, it it could be a healthy discussion. You know, <laughs> during the training, sometimes I I just say, you know what, I have sexually harassed people. You know, but <laughs> you know what, no, but it's a healthy discussion. If it's healthy discussion, We've it's just been there. As a girl, you talk about being in a dance floor and you're, you know, mm. and who's doing that? It's the guys. What age is doing it? It's 17, 18 year old people just, you know, grinding on you and, you know, just forcing you to do things. Mm-hmm. Who are those guys now? Those are the 25 year old people. So do we shy away from this discussion? No. We, it's our responsibility to be like head on and be like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I think I should have, I should have known better. You know, I should have listened. I should have seen that, you know, but also as the third person in the room, it's important to know your responsibility and be like, you know what? Okay, this girl is sending me an eye and saying, you know what, save me, you know? Mm. Because sometimes you can see that, you'd be like, okay. That's another thing, though. I think you've touched on something really interesting because that also takes me back to, again, (laughs) this situation with Gabriel Union because it's made me think. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that I didn't think about in this situation. This whole idea of giving eyes that say, save me, is also a problem in itself. Because while, yes, there are times where you actually do need help from, from someone else around, sometimes you can save yourself. And that also, that, that not being able to save yourself comes from not being able to speak up, not yeah. being nice, you know, not wanting to be perceived a certain way, not wanting your friends then to be like, hey, who you not VP? Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Why are you overreacting? Sometimes you, when you know something's wrong, turn around and slap that person in the yeah. face. Like, sometimes you just have to do it no matter yeah. what everyone around you is going to think. Yeah. And whether they get it or they don't, then that's, that, that should also show you who your real friends are too, yeah. you know, to be honest. So... I think also when we when we are talking about how you know you know girls sometimes can give these looks or even a guy can give these looks sometimes you also just can save yourself yeah. and and that I think not being able to save yourself is is part of this rape culture and like yeah. what society puts on you that you're going to look a certain way yeah. Yeah. if especially, you do anything especially if you're listening or going to talk to somebody yeah. it's important to tell them that you know what you can say something. You yeah. see something wrong, yeah. say, say it. Say something, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. I think if a third party comes in, it validates the situation. So mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to seem crazy because it wasn't just me. Yeah. This other person came and saved me because they saw it from across yeah. the room. Now everyone can believe me. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need people to believe you. Just yeah. get yourself <laughs> out the situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like going back to, I guess, tying this back with like R. Kelly and... Um, rape culture but these things are things that we need to be teaching young people Mm -hmm. and not just like people past the age of like 16 or 18 but like children to understand that 
your first of all, your body. These are your body parts. We not we don't need to be saying choo choo and tata and ha ha. Yeah. Whatever the <laughs> yep. the language is for your vagina and your penis in like your native language, children, young children need to know that so that they can say so and so touched me here. And you need to like be developing those relationships with your kids that they have like safe people it may not be the parent but it may be an uncle or an aunt or mm. a teacher that they can go to a network of people and tell these things to because these things exactly. start young yeah. yeah they start young and it's usually it's oftentimes adults but sometimes it's other kids who have been yeah. touched there's there's so many scenarios where and opportunities where consent can be taught and where the narrative around sexual assault and rape can be ch- transformed and changed for a child's life. But we just, you know, we miss the mark. Mm. And especially with kids, I think that's where the people in that child's life, the bystanders, are essential. Yeah. And also, going back to R. Kelly, yeah. you may be on social media right now or, like, you're having coffee or, like, drinks with your friends and you're having this conversation around how you feel like those girls are lying it's alleged x y and z but if you have a child in your life and they hear that shit guess who they're never going to tell when something happens to them it's you yeah so even though we're individualistic and even though like at a biological level we are maybe out for self i think in parts where we are part of a a soul we're part of a community and social cultures like we just need to be mindful Mm. about how we're having this conversation Mm -hmm. and it goes back to the the topic of empathy yeah and not maybe not even empathy but like I, it's always useful to think of things as if they were not necessarily even happening to you, but happening to someone you care about. Mm-hmm. If one of those 17-year-old girls who could consent was your daughter or mm-hmm. niece, would you still feel the same way? Would you still be supporting R. Kelly? You know, yeah. like, bring it home. And also, like, guys, going back to children, we really need to take responsibility for the kids that are around us, even if they're not our own. Like... Because this shit starts young. It doesn't yeah. start when we're 18 or 20. For some, for the lucky ones, it starts when you're 20. Yeah. For the majority of us, it starts when you're 8 and yeah. 5. And there, and those are the people that we are responsible for, yeah. speaking out for. Yeah. Well, I, Simon, I think um, a good way to bring this whole episode together, because we've touched on quite a lot of things, and this is a topic that we discussed in a, in a previous Why Not that was um, focusing on a no means no uh, movement. Yeah. Fortunately, hate to use that word, but <laughs> I am curious to know from the workshops you've conducted as a guy, as a human, what, um, how do you see these three concepts? Okay, that we've discussed: so sexual harassment, consent, and rape. Do you see them as three individual concepts? Do you see them as one whole big concept or do you see it as a spectrum like that it starts off on sexual harassment it leads to then like whether there's consent or not and then rape as an extreme or are they just all separate things or do you think it's just the same conversation i think it's the i think it's the same conversation Mm -hmm. i think it's a spectrum that begins at the granular level and grows and grows Mm -hmm. and it becomes huge when Nothing is done about it, and something you wait until later to handle the situation. Okay. Um, and I say this because, like Iman was saying, some of these things begin with daughters and boys who are eight, 
five, as young as that age, mm-hmm. somebody who's abused at that age grows up to mm-hmm. either not speak about any future abuse that happened because of how they did not speak about before and mm-hmm. they're scared because I didn't say it before. It's happening again two, three mm-hmm. times. Like if I say it now, I'm going to go into trouble or they become people who are doing this thing mm-hmm. and abusing other people. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to look at, at all that spectrum until it grows to a bigger age. I, I, I mean, at the later, most, de- most destructive stage. Mm-hmm. And I say this because I think one of the things we're talking about is mainly about individual responsibility. You mm-hmm. know, as young people right now, we are at the age where we can... We can learn anything. We can say anything, you know, anytime, anywhere. And that's a, that's a really big opportunity because the young people who are growing up, the children are looking at us, you know. Um, Iman was mentioned something about um, pointing it out and talking about um, issues. And at, as, as we speak now, having a discussion about sexual harassment, if I'm to talk to the guys right now, how there is, I would say, have you, if, I, if I'm to ask my fellow friend, have you harassed somebody today? You know, have you done something that you think is sexual harassment? Mm. That would be a tough discussion to have, you know. Mm. But having that discussion now leads to, it's important to notice that it leads to a better sort of mindset mm. in the future to come. And yes. that if you're to peel back the layers back, mm-hmm. you can see a lot of tolerating, a lot of just normalizing, a lot of... Uh, just shut up, shutting people down, and that that is happening. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, that's that's great because I also see it as a spectrum. Yeah. Um, I guess my my final question, and then maybe Man can can say hers. Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Um, my final question is more so if you are seeing these things in a spectrum and that like one can lead to the other in a more devastating way, but the fact that we are seeing a increase or decrease, um, I mean, I guess that's what a spectrum is. Mm. Should then the punishment for these things be the same? Like, would you call someone a boyfriend that sleeps with her girlfriend who didn't give consent one time a rapist? Mm. Do you see the question that, is, that I'm asking? Yes. Because I always try to push people to think this way because I, I would the answer conversation that way. is getting dangerous. Yeah, and I would answer that just to say there's no gray line with sexual harassment. Okay. You know, sexual harassment is sexual harassment. And the way we begin, fr- when we begin the discussion from there, mm-hmm. it becomes a healthy discussion because you need to get consent. Okay. You know, you need... and. It's, 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 I think it's a 20, it's a skill, you know, it's, it's a life skill to know, hey, mm. I don't like that, I don't like that, you know. And so what happens after that is really you did or you didn't do it, you know. Mm. Because when we begin saying, okay, there is until this degree, until that degree, it really depends now with culture, you bring in things. Mm. But individuals are individuals, human beings everywhere mm. have the same human rights, have the same, the, the feelings are almost unique, you know? So when somebody feels uncomfortable somewhere, it's more likely somebody's feeling uncomfortable because it's a Yeah, human. and also um, maybe to tie into like the way that I would answer that question yeah. is that while these um, terms are evolving Mm. and they mean different things in different contexts they mean different things to different individuals most of us live in nation states Mm. and those nation states have laws Mm. right 
And so in the nation state that you live in, this is what rape is defined as, meaning someone didn't give consent. And like, let's say hypothetically in certain places, someone didn't give verbal or like very clear physical consent. So like if that girlfriend was like asleep and you fucked her, she may wake up the next day and say, mm, that was okay. I guess that didn't feel great, but that's my boyfriend or I didn't mind. Yeah. But legally, if the state decided to charge you, you are liable for a crime. Yeah. And so if you don't know exactly. what sexual harassment is, a good way to start is look up what does that mean legally yeah. where you live. And then everything else with regards to the individual and cultural is important as well and will fall in place. But at the end of the day, the things that people are afraid about is being not only called out and having your like your name be smirchified, but yeah. it's about going to jail. Yeah. Right? These things are illegal in a lot of places, certain yeah. things. On the other vein, they're also not illegal in a lot of other countries, yeah. right? And so I guess in those spaces, that's where we as communities define it for ourselves. And because someone may not be able to go to jail, um, they get sentenced in the court of public opinion. Yeah. And as much as shaming is like something that has become a lot of people think it's redundant and a lot of people think it like leads to toxicity. Yeah. I, I honestly think sometimes it's a good thing. I think it, 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 there's like, um, it's a balance between where you over call out people and then it, it disallows for any conversation or for people to be wrong. Yeah. But I think public shaming has been really the reason why a lot of these people are going, these cases are being taken seriously. And Public shaming, I think, will play a really big part in changing what is considered culturally okay. Like, I think some of these changes don't have, not everyone has to sign up for this shit. Not everyone has to get on board and be like, oh, yay, consent, love, mm. women's rights. No, some of y'all people, men and women, need to be shamed into that shit or shamed into the dark ages so that when you have kids, they grow up with this new mindset, and they're like, "That sh we're not cool with that." Yeah, yeah. And it, all it's, of y'all can come with us. Survival of the fittest, honey. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's really interesting. You you really mentioned a lot of really interesting points there. And usually during the trainings, we usually have like um, a, a sort of like a, a kit that anybody listening, anybody um, who interacts with anybody who has listened, could practice. And it's up for upgrading and questioning. Um, and just briefly, like if you're in a situation um, where you're experiencing sexual harassment or you're seeing somebody who's sexually harassed, so usually there are these five things you can do is, so one, call out the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. Just be like, hey, so-and-so, we're talking to you, you know? Yeah. Two, call out the behavior. Mm -hmm. You're rubbing on, you're, you're doing this, you're talking that, you're winking at everybody that comes in, every girl that comes into the, everybody who comes dressed on so you're talking to them about stuff like that you know but also just call it what it is you know if it's sexual harassment just be confident and say you know what i'm uncomfortable because of this behavior that you're doing you know and also the other one is just just to talk about what how it's making you feel because most cases you hear things like no i don't like it you know people could misinterpret that and be like ah oh, maybe i should continue you know like but just be like, you know what? It's making me not concentrate at work. It's making me feel like I'm not in this place. I don't like this because, you know, just be honest about your feelings. Mm -hmm. And then just 
like address if it's repeat behavior and which is really important if it's repeat behavior be called that out because most cases it happens over time and then so and so leaves the company for example mm -hmm. and then that happened to her somebody else comes it happens to her and we just don't address it and it could be the same person it could be the same boss yeah, yeah. you know and is doing that so and so and so and so and it's, we're not addressing if it's repeat behavior address it you know but then also just like Iman was saying, know the law, know what your company provides for, know what your society provides for, and then call out the implications. You're doing that, I'm going to do this. I'm going to call, I'm going to report you to so-and-so, I'm going to contact so-and-so, I'm going to talk to the HR manager about this, you know? Because, yes, sometimes um, you need to really address people the way they are, you know? And just tell them uh, the repercussions. And just sometimes you have... You, how to be we have this how to be a supportive friend mm. <laughs> that is i think That's it's so it's also really important because you're the third person sometimes you're the third person in the room and it's really important to know how to behave you know and so one of the things we tell our like participants and i think the listeners would find this really useful is to remember that anyone along the gender spectrum could be a victim of sexual harassment mm. and just speaking to the brothers it's important to know that women have been sexually harassed way like i think that's why we're seeing oh, all this rage because it's it's about time we talk about this you know mm -hmm. but just if you have kids if you have it's just an, important to notice that anybody boy or girl could could be sexually harassed you yeah. know and then the second thing is just believe unconditionally you know some of the things believe you know people. yeah believe people yeah. you know if somebody takes the courage to come and tell you hey have been sexually harassed 99.9 percent .9 of the chances is they have been you know one percent is yeah you know but it's it's not something especially nowadays it's not something that someone would just cook up you know so not even nowadays ever ever you know like, sexual why, harassment is why not would you yeah, want why? to associate yourself exactly with you that know? like willingly so believe and listen because that's part of being empathetic and you know yeah and then the other one is which is, I think, something we take for granted is to let the survivor take control of the re the healing process. Mm. Sometimes you will we rush to conclusions and say, "Hey, yeah, let's go to this, let's go to that." But it's really part of being empathetic and being yep. mm. is to listen to them and say, "Okay, what do we want to do? What do you think we should do? Okay, I have these ideas, but do you think we should do that? You know, just put them in control yes. because you're not just putting the perpetrator to um, task, but also you're helping the healing process. Yes. Yeah. And then the other one is to assure your friend that it was not their fault. Mm. Because I like that you brought up that story about the, the store, you know? Mm. Yes, sometimes we're quick to be like, you know, you should have, yeah, you do this, do that. But I think you, you said it very well. Like, she was honest about it and say, yes, I could have spoken about this, but mm. it happened anyway. I it didn't speak anyway, about it, yeah. you know? And communication levels differ with people. At some point, somebody feels like I can't speak, but I could do this, do that. So it's it's good, part of the healing process, part of the society, um, making sure that people feel comfortable to come out, to make them feel like, okay, it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. It's somebody who's sick somewhere else. And in this case, yeah. I'm sorry, this guy is just sick, you know? He shouldn't have done that over yeah. all that time, you know? And then second last is show that you want to listen, you know? Don't be quick to give advice. Don't be quick to just say, yes, I think this is what the society should do. Just 
listen, listen, listen as much as you can because that helps them. You discover a lot of things and a lot of behaviors that, and I think at that point I could just say, even it's difficult as guys to talk about this this discussion, but from my experience, bring it up with my fellow guys over a soccer game and saying, but wait, okay, is that sexual harassment? Mm -hmm. I did this thing. Is this sexual harassment? You listen to a lot of those small normal cultures that we, we are normal. You know, we have a lot yeah. of normal culture that we say, okay, this is really normal. But from listening to either the victims or just talking, um, you get to know, okay, yeah, <laughs> this is sexual harassment, you know? Mm. And lastly, we usually tell people uh, in the trainings to, we just encourage them to get medical attention because some of these things could have psychological effect. Mm-hmm. And as a psychologist, you know, the long-term effect of, of, of trauma and um, such yeah. um, things, such behaviors that are, could just stick into some minds, someone's mind. If you think about your, how you're sexually harassed the whole long time without talking to somebody else, it could really mm-hmm. destroy you, you know? Honestly, yeah. I think trauma, Iman, should be an episode of its own because yeah. I think just being African is it's really... We, we are, is, we are chronic trauma, PTSD. Eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diagnosed all of us. Yeah. So, um, Absolutely. Uh, I think that was actually a very good way to um, close out this very, very, very interesting and insightful episode, I think, in my opinion. Important. around um, And important, yeah, around these, like, words that we throw around every day um so thank you so much simon for giving our audience like clear tips of things that they can do giving a, giving them things that they can think about you've given me a lot of things i need to think about as well as i feel a little bit more equipped now to be a upstander right? thank you for bringing guys into the discussion I think absolutely it's yeah. yeah i think one thing i would say it's normal for guys to also begin having discussions around this topic because mm. it's it's healthy. The only outcome of this is a healthier and more fruitful mm. and more harmonized uh, society and relationship between men yeah, and everybody. And yeah. men and men. And yeah, men and man. Yeah, boy and girl. You know? Everything. Um, so, Simon, where can people, like, if, um, if someone works at a company and they're interested in, like, contacting you guys for training or they want to just learn more or get resources from you guys, where can they find you? Yeah. Well, the easiest way... Everybody has a phone. You could just Google Global Shapers, and you the first thing that's going to come up there is the Global Shapers website, and you can just go, search the wrestler. Uh, we've done our best to put our contacts there, and if you just send a message to us, we will definitely just see how we can have a discussion with you. Um, and we have a lot of resources put on our site that could help you scup, spark up the conversation. Um, about sexual harassment, empathy, empathy dialogue, but also, yeah, just anything around culture, anything you might want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. and also another resource is like our very own Araika at Safe Space. She does yes. emotional intelligence training. She is a life coach and counselor and has worked with people who have experienced a whole spectrum of things, including sexual like assault and harassment and just trauma. So if you feel like, mm, this conversation made me feel some type of way, yeah. I may be ready to talk to someone, please hit her up. Yeah, my doors are open. All my details are on my Instagram profile, where I also 
also post a lot of um, resources on mental health and mindset. So follow yeah. me at Finding Arika. Yeah. Yes, and I have no way to help you except for my advice, which is mind your business, <laughs> drink your water, and be an upstander. Exactly. <laughs> Not mind your business in the context of someone else is getting sexually assaulted, just in the context of living your best life and a stress-free life yeah. with regards to other people's business. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is really voicing what um, you're feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Okay, so yeah. Thank you so we much. Out. <laughs> It was nice. I'm hungry.